It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on The Guy Benson Show. Tune in tonight for special report in the 6 p.m. hour and Kennedy in the 7 p.m. hour. Fox News Channel and Fox Business Network, respectively. I'll be on the panels for both of those shows tonight. GuyBensonShow.com is our website here. Podcast always free, growing thanks to all of you. Well, we talked about it a little bit earlier this hour with Will Kane. I was down in Texas for the weekend, did the show on Friday from Austin, had a great time. Austin is a fun town, great restaurants, great beverages, live music. We had a fabulous experience. Happy birthday to Adam. That was yesterday. Some of his friends were there. We just had a great time. And I always look forward to going back to Texas. By the way, one thing that I noticed, and Adam was actually the one who pointed this out, there were signs up in public places, businesses, that sort of thing. In New York, they say you must wear a mask to enter because that's the rule here. And I guess if you're a child in school, you have to wear a mask. You have to be outside eating your lunch in the freezing cold. It's just totally insane here. Texas, so much more sane. Where instead of, you must wear a mask, the signs said something along the lines of, and we saw this on multiple occasions, you may wear a mask if it makes you feel more comfortable. If you are uncomfortable with unmasked people, you do not have to enter. Basically, you do you, but if you have a problem with it, don't come in here. That's a little bit less polite than the way they phrase it on these signs, but to me, I was like reading the placard, like, thank you. That is sanity. God bless Texas. So we had a great time. Now, Dan, I want to bring you in real quick because you're a huge sports guy, worked for Dan Patrick for years. You heard the debate or the discussion with Will Kane earlier. Do you have a strong vantage point on was this the best football weekend you've ever seen? It was up there, but as a Packer fan, it was pretty rough for me Saturday. I was going in pretty excited about it, and as an Aaron Rodgers fan, I love watching him play. Um, It might be his last time um, in Green Bay. It might. It might. So that was kind of a bummer for me. So you are your judgment is colored by the sadness about the outcome because you had a team in the fight. But if you can just take yourself out of the Packers fandom side of this for just a moment, take off the green and gold hat from just sort of like an objective standpoint as best you can. It's kind of hard to argue with the premise. No, it was one of the best I've ever seen. I mean, for four games to come down to last minute field goals or a score was pretty unbelievable in any sport for me. I mean, in a playoff weekend was fantastic and and like will was saying i do have a rooting interest yesterday i loved josh allen so i had a rooting interest in the bills and i wanted to see them win so you had a lot of disappointment i had a lot of disappointment this weekend (laughs) and do you are you like change the playoff overtime rule or not i go back and forth on it because i think you know you should have another chance but and and the coin toss should not 
you know, it's just like almost decisive last it, night. It's almost decisive, and a I lot would of like players. I like to say yeah. both teams in the playoffs because they have different rules. For example, in hockey, in the playoffs for overtimes, which I would not want implemented in the regular season, but I wouldn't want the regular season rules in the playoffs. They go until someone scores in the hockey playoffs in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. I think in football, a better solution would be both teams get at least one possession. And if it is still tied after each team gets the ball, with the exception of, like, if there's a pick six on the first possession or a safety or something on the first possession, that's a different story. But each team gets a chance to score, after which there's a sudden death situation. I'm much more open to that. But I'm not... I'm not so worked up over it that I'm screaming about it on social media. I just know I put out that Twitter poll last night. Was this the best weekend you've ever seen? Last I checked, there were thousands of votes, and it was in the mid to high 90s. Like 96% said yes. Best weekend of football I've ever seen. Now, producer Christine, you are not a sports fan at all. You know very little um, about sports. You don't really care to know very much about sports. Your husband is a sports fan. You said that he was in rare form last night. Yeah, Bobby's a very mature guy. He's not one to be screaming, jumping up and down during any sports games. But Megan and I were upstairs, minding our own business, watching a movie, and we could hear, like, stomping and jumping up and down and yelling and clapping. And this wasn't even his team, right? He's a Pats fan. No. Yes, he's a Pats fan. So I don't I didn't I didn't understand what was going on, but then I looked on Twitter and all I see is everybody, you included, writing OMG or whoa, I can't believe <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. I, I didn't understand what was happening, but I knew it had to be sports, so Megan and I went back to just watching. Yeah, the non sports people are disgusted by this. When there's big games on Twitter and people are all reacting, the non-sports people just sneer so hard. I got a little bit of that actually off of Quiet Wyatt earlier on our phone call. He was like, ugh, it was just sports. It wasn't even news. But, I mean, I'm sorry. This is America. And when there's playoff football on and the games are insane, Twitter is allowed. I'm actually in favor of that form of Twitter insanity because it's such a cesspool most of the time. It was almost charming last night to have everyone together losing their minds because it was actually justified for once. You were just, you said, minding your own business upstairs. You just had no interest in the game whatsoever. Did you just, like, put on Netflix or something? Yeah, no. Megan and I watch movies usually on Sunday if Bobby's downstairs on the big TV watching sports. We we don't mind that he does that, but we're not joining in on watching Football. I mean, we don't really know what's going on. What was the movie so, of choice? Ooh, it was a good one from the 80s. Do you remember Clue? Oh, yeah. Clue is a classic. And it's a movie spinoff of the board game. The board game yes. came first. The movie came out, wow, you're right, 1985. And it's hilarious. I think it absolutely stands up. I haven't seen it in years, but that is a great movie so my daughter and bobby and i have been playing a lot of clue the actual game especially this past month when none of us were really leaving the house and megan loves clue she loves the game she's getting really good at it so uh bobby and i had been going back and forth about showing her the movie because i figured i thought it was a little too mature for her 
She absolutely loved it. So much so that we watched it again this weekend. We watched it twice because she loves the movie. And remember, the end is so good. She well, they give it. you scenarios. Yes, which is super cool. See, now I'm, now I'm Googling the movie. It has quite a cast, too. Yes. Tim Curry, yes. Madeline Kahn, Michael McKean, Christopher Lloyd, Martin Mull. I mean, there are some big names in this movie, and they all play the various characters from the game. So Tim Curry is the butler, Wadsworth, and then you've got Miss Scarlet and Mrs. White and, you know, all of them. Colonel Mustard, Professor Plum, etc. It has a little bit of intrigue, but it's mostly comedy. There's some slapstick in there. How old is Megan? I feel like that movie might be a little racy for an eight-year-old. It is a little racy, but she's eight. But don't forget, sometimes she's more mature. Okay. A lot of the times, Megan is much more mature than I am. So, no, she absolutely loved it. It was, like I said, we watched it twice. We watched it Saturday night as a family. It's fantastic. She asked to watch it again last night. So while Bobby was carrying on like a juvenile downstairs, and I don't get to say that often, usually I'm the juvenile carrying on. Uh, Megan and I were upstairs watching Clue. Now, I I will give you this. Fine, you know, uh, country, commodity. Like, you know, we all get together and talk about sports. But you guys are not explaining to us what's going on for the non-football people where we're seeing you in real time, right? OMG, or I can't believe this. And I agree with why we think something major is going no, on. See that, you that's, know, now, that's your problem. That's your problem. Can you, you can, us? you can get with the program or you can just ignore <laughs> it and watch clue and the singing telegram, which is one of the parts oh, of the movie that I definitely so remember. Good. Did Bobby yeah. by any chance mention or, make the easy joke that you watching this movie was perhaps one of the first times in your life that you had a clue. And on that note, we're going to end the segment. Are we going to? Uh, You didn't answer my question. Did Bobby (laughs) beat me to that one, or was that me getting there first? He he did not, but uh, Bobby and I took a very, by the way, just a side note, we took a very long walk yesterday uh, during our open house because we had to get out of the house and he was listening to Bonus Benson earlier in the morning and uh, he said, do you want to explain to me what a chakra cleaning is? And so I had to explain to him what I wanted to get done and <laughs> probably veto right that? then and there he wanted to tell me to get it. No, I'm not allowed to go get it. Are you kidding? Yeah, that's that's the right call. Now I want to hear about the, the open house. You're, you know, you're back at it again. Good interest very quickly. A lot of interest. My uh, real estate agent said that it was a blessing in disguise. We already have three offers. Whoa. Uh, we're doing final and yeah, we're doing final and best apparently Wednesday at five p.m. Whoa, so whoa, whoa! Three offers. Like you buried the lead here. I know. Well, I didn't want to say anything. Okay, until okay. We, really we will revisit. Know. We don't want to jinx it because it didn't really work out last time. It all fell through. But oh, blessing in disguise. I like that. That is a very exciting development. We are out of time. i got to get over to Special Report coming up this hour. Kennedy in the following hour, back here, same time, same place, from New York City tomorrow. It's The Guy Benson Show. Have a great night. Home stretch on The Guy Benson Show. Mm, I love this song. If you're listening on the broadcast, Hello by Adele, probably my favorite of her songs. If I've had a few glasses of wine or perhaps a long drink or two, I attempt to harmonize during the chorus in the shower. But Adele 
is apparently needing to say I'm sorry to a lot of people, including fans right now. There's a controversy. She put out a tearful video announcing that her Vegas residency, where she was going to do these sort of condensed concerts for a very pretty penny for her fans, and some of the major artists do this, right? Britney Spears famously did this. Celine Dion had one. This is the Adele residency in Vegas. I guess she decided that they weren't prepared for opening night. And so with very little time to spare, almost no advanced knowledge at all, Adele posted this video on social media and canceled the first concert. They weren't ready. I guess there were some maybe some COVID issues with the crew. It wasn't where she wanted the production to be. And so she's very, very sorry. Not happening. And some of the people who had paid astronomical sums, not only to get into the building, but to be there for the very first one, they were given almost no warning at all. Right? She did it within 24 hours of the concert. People had flown in. People had been planning for months. So there is a bit of a debate raging now about how angry people ought to be at Adele. Some of her hardcore fans are defending her completely and saying she is trying to maintain her integrity as an artist. And if it's not up to snuff, if she feels like it's not going to be sufficient based on what people are paying for, she has the right to pull the plug. They're going to reimburse people or reschedule them or whatever. Other folks are saying at the very least, if you feel like it's not going to come together in time, you've got to give people a lot more notice so they don't go and spend a bunch of other money on travel, flights, hotels, all of that, to then have the rug yanked out from underneath them. Then there is another school of thought saying, who cares if it's not fully ready? Go out and sing anyway. And you can even tell the crowd, hey, we're not quite perfect yet. We're putting finishing touches. You guys are part of this process with me. I think some fans might almost love that that they're almost guinea pigs, that they're there for almost a secret dress rehearsal process. If she had spun it the right way, I think that this would have been far less of an issue. If she was able to literally stand up and sing, that's what people are there for, her and her voice more than anything else. It's not like Britney, where you want a huge production of choreography and dancing and pyrotechnics and snakes or whatever. Adele is about... The woman and her voice. You could have her and a grand piano and an accompanist, and that's it. So, here at the team, the Guy Benson show, there are four camps, right? There's the I don't care about this at all camp. I'm mostly in that camp, I have to admit. Then there's the Adele is right, and she can do no wrong camp. I would say that might be Quiet Wyatt's position. Then there's the at least give people more advance notice stance, which is more or less where Dan is. And then there's Cookie, who believes that Adele should have decided the show must go on, even if it's not totally fully baked. Get out there and do it. Christine, you are particularly angry about this for some reason. You did not, like, take out a second mortgage on your soon-to-be-sold house and buy tickets to this. You were not one of the victims of this cancellation, were you? 
I was not, but I do feel bad for those people. I would probably call them victims. And this would make me not ever want to travel somewhere, you know, like and book a vacation around a concert. So I feel bad for other performers that are, are missing out on me and their audience because I'm not going to. Wait, do how this. have you I made think- this about? How have you made this about you? So you're saying that because Adele did this under these yeah. circumstances, you will not travel in the future to go see concerts. That is nuts. Why is that nuts? That this could happen to me. Why would I plan a trip to Vegas? all around going to see Adele, get to Vegas, and there's no Adele. Yeah, you know, you were mentioning you were mentioning this, that you're now against traveling for concerts, you're never going to do it again, and you mentioned that on the show prep call earlier today, and so I have given away the Phil Collins tickets in London that I had for you and Bobby because you're not going to do it. So I was able to get a very oh, nice please. price for them on... on, uh, on. What? Well, okay, so uh, there was one exception. You didn't let me finish. There's one exception. Well, you didn't, and you didn't mention me. the exception. So they were just, I put them up on like eBay and they're gone. But what's your exception, hypothetically, for the future? Phil Collins. Phil oh, Collins well, is the exception. Sorry. I mean, too late. I didn't know the exception here. So you're like actually seeming to be angry at Adele. Do you feel almost like you think less of her now? Is yeah, she now 100%. like not She's just a diva in a good way, but a diva in a bad way? 100%. She's done this before. She did this in London. Um, there are so many TikToks going around how people have said this is like the third or the second time that this has happened. Um, I predict before you let Quiet Wyatt get all unquiet and defend Adele, I predict there's so much more to this story than just, quote unquote, you know, the whole thing not being ready. I, Mark my words. There's more coming out. Oh, of you think there's there's a backstory not, here, but you think if there's not a backstory, she should have just sucked it up and showed up, and even if it was just her acapella, she can sing for the people. Yes, one of my favorite performances of Adele was Carpool Karaoke, where she sat in a car with James Gordon and just sang. So she has. We know she has the talent. She could have just got out there. And even saying, you know, maybe not a full concert, something for these people that think that she is like the queen of everything. But instead, she puts out this video on Twitter saying, I'm not ready. I'm just not ready. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm, I'm now, I have to say, I'm coming around to your position in that she could have come out to the people and said, we are not quite ready. It's not going to be the show that you deserve and you've paid for. But you've come all this way. You've spent all this money. So what we're going to do is I'm going to sing for you and we're going to give you free tickets down the road when we are ready. Both. I think that would be the right thing to do. Yes. But what she did do was tell like a hundred influencers to show up at the little shop set up at Caesars where you could buy all the Adele uh, you know, merchandise and swag, shirts and merchandise, and then she did a little FaceTime. Said, "I'm so sorry. So I, I'm just sorry. It just wasn't ready." And the accent's getting worse. So let's move on to Wyatt. Wyatt, do you care to defend this? 
Yes, I will go to war to defend Adele. I will be in the trenches on this. And how dare Christine? How dare you mock Adele? I think she is one of the best artists of our time. And that's what she is. She is an artist. So she puts together a show that needs to be to the top of her game. And if it's not there, then she doesn't want to perform that way. And I I back Adele 100%. All right, some actual fighting words from Wyatt, who's ready to like paint his face and go to war for Adele. Dan, this seems to me to be actually fairly straightforward. You don't force a bunch of people to spend a bunch of money to come see you, then not show up and just do a quick, I'm sorry with a few tears. She could have done an impromptu performance for them saying, we aren't ready. Here are my greatest hits. It's a special thing just for you guys, and we will bring you back on our dime in the future. Then I think she gets a bunch of great press as opposed to the bad press that she's getting. Maybe that's not logistically super convenient for her, but it's also not super logistically convenient for a bunch of people busting their ass at work to save up money to go see Adele because they're super fans, only to have the trap door open up the day of or the day right before when they're already in Vegas primed for this after two years of misery and lockdowns and all this stuff, it, it really doesn't look great for her. And I, I like her. Yeah. So from what I know from these huge shows, from people that know have worked on them and things like that, when you have a plan out there already, it's really hard to just kind of like simplify it if something does go wrong. So it depends on how much time she had to know beforehand. You could put you know, like a piano on stage and the band on stage, just do that and just do bare bones of a thing. Bare bones. And but, she had to have known at least a day or two before this. It's right. not going to happen. And you could set that up. That's fine. But I am kind of like Wyatt, like she can do no wrong. So I think, you know, like just tell them, you know, you can't do it that day. And um, I still love her. I still like her. I don't think this is a good episode for her. And therefore, while not taking it to Christine's extreme, because that's never a good idea on any front, I am leaning a little bit more in her direction. I don't think that this is a good move for Adele. And I can understand the people who are ticked off. And I think her getting dragged on social media is probably pretty well deserved. Okay, we will leave it there because I don't want the Adele fans to come after me. Although they're not as ravenous as the Taylor Swift people, apparently. The Swifties, like, you say anything, and they're, like, finding out where you live and leaving, you know, dog poop on your doorstep. Like, they are fanatical. I would guess the Adele people are more of, like, probably a little bit older, too, and just having, I'll have a glass of wine and get over it. That's my advice to you, Christine. Have a glass of wine and get over it, because dry January is almost over. I'll be on Gutfeld tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, Fox News Channel. Looking forward to that. Hope to see you there. Back here in New York for the radio show tomorrow. Same time, same place. In the meantime, have a great night. He's like Peter Pan. He doesn't age and will never marry a woman. <laughs> Host of the Guy Benson Show and Fox News contributor, Guy Benson. Homestretch on the Guy Benson Show, Wednesday edition, heading back to D.C. tonight after a few days in New York. And part of the reason I was here 
was for my appearance on Gutfeld. And because of COVID right now, they don't have the studio audience, so a bit of a different vibe in the studio. Still a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing that show almost as much as I enjoy doing this show. Our website, of course, GuyBensonShow.com. Podcast always free. I'll just remind you of that. But last night, we did the panel conversation. Greg always does an opening monologue at the top of the show, and he'll insert little jokes and sometimes little skits. And I got an email, I want to say late morning yesterday, saying, hey, Greg has a general idea for a skit. Would you be willing to participate in it? And we were pretty chock-a-block yesterday in terms of commitments and other work that I had to do, but I felt like you don't want to say no to a Gutfeld skit. So we made it work, which was a lot of fun. And the premise was that Greg had come up with, what if we had Guy Benson, yours truly, sort of falling under the spell of President Biden's example of leadership and personal comportment, what if he goes around, this is how it's pitched to me, greeting people in the building here at Fox at the headquarters and calling them stupid SOBs to their faces as sort of following in the footsteps of President Biden with the whole situation, Peter Ducey. And I think he thought, Greg thought it'd be funny because my reputation is a little bit more, I don't know, buttoned up. And I was wearing, you know, a collared shirt with a sweater over it and my Sperry top siders. And I'm just sort of uh, kind of waspy, low key person going around cursing at people as a way to make fun of Biden. So I decided perhaps against my better judgment to roll with it and do it. And the way it came together was we decided that I was going to go around sort of the green room area at the five and insult the hosts of the five, except for Greg. And so some of this is visual, so the audio won't quite translate, but some of it will also make sense. In order, it's Dana Perino, Geraldo Rivera, Jesse Waters, and then at the very end, Judge Janine. This is what it sounded like, cut 24. But also the president sets the tone, and sadly, it's contagious. Hey, Queen, I just want to let you know that on Instagram, all your photos of Percy are so cute. Thank you. Yeah, give that little stupid son of a a scratch for me, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Stupid son of a What are you doing, guys? Hey, Jesse, congratulations on the new show, the ratings. Thank you. Are you surprised they gave it to me? That's a stupid question. Of course I'm surprised. You're a brain-dead son of a (laughs) It's not personal, pal. Hey, Judge, you know what? Let's not. Let's not. (laughs) Yeah, I love the the chuckles from Kat in the background there. At the end, I decided not to say it to Judge Janine. Because, if we're honest, I'm a little terrified of Judge Janine. So I'm not going to use that word even in a skit with her. So I think it went pretty well. If you would like to see how it looked, we posted it on Twitter at Guy P. Benson. We amplified it on the show account, at Guy Benson Show. It's also in my Instagram stories right now. You can go through and you can watch for yourself. 
And of course, the clip at the very beginning of this segment was how I was introduced by Greg. Pretty good one. He usually has good ones for me. I have to give him that. And the Peter Pan line uh, was amusing and well played, Greg. And the rest of the show was a lot of fun as well. We had a good dynamic, even absent the studio audience, which usually adds some energy. Christine, you were a fan of this. I was nervous because if you try to do comedy and you put yourself out there and you're the star of a sketch in front of however many people are watching, sometimes upwards of two million on that show, and it kind of flops, that's not a great feeling. I was looking to avoid that, but the reception was pretty good. The feedback I got was solid. I think you nailed that. Honestly, I know you said you guys had a little bit of a time constraint. You wanted to keep it to a minute. I could have watched you walk around all of Fox just going around saying, hey, USOB. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, your comedic timing is, is very impressive. The judge one got me. I love that you just kind of shied away from her saying, nope, no, 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 no. Yeah, let's, let's not. I also <laughs> liked that I didn't call Dana that, but I called Dana's puppy that because technically the puppy is a son of a bee, literally. Mm -hmm. But Dana, Dana gasped that I would say such a thing about sweet Percy. I did a quick blow by with Geraldo. He was just sort of loitering and I just, you know, pat him on the shoulder, chuckling to myself and called him that. And then what you couldn't see, certainly, of course, because it's radio, was Jesse Waters coming up to me. I was sitting in his chair on the five set in that middle chair. I was just hanging out there. He's like, what are you doing? So we got to plug his new show, Jesse Waters Primetime, massive ratings in its debut the other night. And that was a fun little back and forth. And then I joked later on the show that because of my insults of all the hosts, that might be the closest I ever get to being on the five. So I had to take my shot while I had it. I loved it. I loved it. When seeing you on the set of the five was just very funny. Very funny. Well done, guy. Well done. Thank you. I needed that affirmation. Because it's, it's a little bit out of my comfort zone. I think I have a pretty good sense of humor, but... And also, you wouldn't have done it had you not thought you could pull it off, and you would have kept going until it was 100%. Yeah, I, I knew that you. the execution was going to matter, but we also didn't have a lot of time, right? There was no script. I basically came up with the skit, right? Greg had the concept for the gag. Then my job was to execute it, and there was an awesome member of his team who came down who helped, but it was literally, I had a clip-on microphone, and there was an iPhone. That was all shot on an iPhone. There wasn't oh. a whole camera crew. There wasn't lights. It was, you know, no makeup or anything. It was just, we have 10 minutes. Let's go do this. And then we're going to put it on television in front of millions of people. That's how it went down. So there, there wasn't, uh, like, the highest of production values. But I think we carried it off okay. And my excuse, by the way, that I made on the panel for having cursed so much because I, I actually had promised, back in December, I was on Gutfeld. We did a segment built around cursing. I guess there was some study. We talked about it here, that people were cursing more during the pandemic. So everyone was swearing up a storm, and they were bleeping everything on the show. And I declined to curse. But I said, I'll do it next time. So I cursed a lot in this sketch. And my joke was, it was a hot mic. I just, you know, I forgot I had the microphone. I forgot there was a camera there every time for all four of them. So we, we had some fun at the president's expense, and I think he probably deserved it.
think you guys nailed it. Wait a second. You guys were doing that skit via iPhone. I have this crazy idea. Oh, no. What if we start doing some skits on the iPhone and then put it on social media? Oh, Let's um. I got I got to brainstorm that. Oh, oh! I can perform C Diddy. I I could do C Diddy stuff just on the iPhone, and we could blast it out. So to quote myself from the sketch last night, you know what? Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> Back here tomorrow from DC, the Guy Benson Show Thursday edition upcoming. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. We will talk to you then. stretch on the guy benson show it is thursday thanks for being here guybensonshow.com our online home podcast free every day all right so this has been a saga producer christine weeks and weeks and weeks ago i think months at this point ago she said that she had a scheme the scheme was sell her house make a profit over what she and her husband paid for it move into an apartment for a few years and then down the line, when the market cools off, buy a forever home with her mother, a bigger house. And I said, okay, there's a lot of moving parts there. There's no guarantees. Things may not go quite according to plan, but let's see how this plays out. And her husband, Bobby, was a little bit resistant at first, but he then got convinced because they had a realtor come in and say, all right, actually, you could make a pretty handsome profit right now if you were to sell. And kind of last time we checked, she decided to take the plunge. They had a full price offer with a bunch of contingencies waived. And I said, you know, you better take that. Seems like a good deal. They did. But then some drama started and the buyers wanted new things and they were making requests that had not really come up before. And the whole system kind of broke down. The relationship got frayed. The lawyers talking back and forth eventually just called the whole thing off. Both sides were not happy with one another. And so that deal went away. It fell through. So that was the bad news. The good news was Cookie's real estate agent had been begging throughout that process, to keep showing the house because there was so much interest in it. And by the way, just anecdotally, I have a friend who's roughly my age, maybe a few years younger, and she had been looking to buy a house recently with her husband in northern New Jersey, and they had made offers on 15 houses, none of which they got because there were so many offers and bidding wars. So they had gone 0 for 15 until they finally were able to get an accepted offer in a town not far from where I grew up. So I was very happy for them, but that was an excruciating process. The market has been very hot. People want to buy houses, and producer Christine's house was seen as a real commodity, and people wanted to get into that neighborhood. So the demand was still high. And so when deal number one went down the tubes, they had almost immediately, like within days, an open house, and Christine was telling us she had three offers within, what, 24, 48 hours, three offers in hand. It's just red hot. So, Christine, take it from there. Talk about the most recent open house and then sort of the rapidity with which the offers start to come in, what the offers look like, where do things stand now? 
So what my real estate agent did was she took my house off the market, put my house back on the market, but up the price a pretty penny. So uh, we went, uh, we left the house Saturday and Sunday, had an open house both days. Apparently it was a huge success. And like you said, by Monday we had three offers. Um, my real estate agent did final and best offer had to be in by yesterday at 5 p.m. And when she called us at 7 p.m. and sent over all the paperwork, we had seven offers. Seven? Seven. Oh, my word. Mm Mm-hmm. And how were you feeling about these offers? They were all pretty solid. You know, we, we don't have anything like that first offer with waiving appraisal, but a lot of them said, listen, you know, uh, we'll put fifteen thousand. Like you know, if it doesn't get appraised for such and such amount, we'll throw fifteen thousand in. You know, it's okay. Or a lot of them did that. A lot with a lot of money down, which we were surprised because when Bobby and I bought this house over ten years ago, we didn't have that much to put down. So times have definitely changed uh, with the down payment. Really solid offers, all above asking. Wow, seven um, out of seven were more than your asking price, and the asking price was already increased. The, we upped the we upped the uh, asking price probably by like twenty thousand from our first asking price, and and they all came in have, over. They all uh, the the but not the worst, but uh, the I guess it was like only one of them was ten thousand over, and then they went up from there. Wow. So so what are you going to do? Picked, we're rolling the dice. We're rolling the dice. We picked the best offer, let's be honest. Like it, the most money. It is substantial. It is I'm in I was in shock. Um I don't think when everything is said and done that's going to be the price and there's plenty of wiggle room here. But these people came Wait, in hot. Why? If they came in high and they're offering you the money, why wouldn't it be the price? Well, my fear is this house is not going to be appraised. Oh, it won't. It won't appraise. Here. Right? Because no. you can't. You can't get a bank to loan you money for what you're paying. They'll only lend you money for what it's worth. I think, yeah. From what my understanding, now these people are putting down thirty percent, which is really unheard of. It's a lot of money. Um, and this is a couple that they were about to close on a house last week. And the wife changed her mind Ooh. at the very last minute. They were out of returning route. They were one week away from closing. And the wife, which I'm in shock. I know a lot of lawyers probably hearing this is like, oh, that sounds like a lawsuit. I don't know exactly what's going on there, but the wife decided to. Bet Are you worried that they might be flighty? No, 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 The buy, uh, the sellers backed out. Oh. The people that are buying our house, they were about to buy another house, and their sellers backed out on that. They had, they decided, they decided they didn't want to move. Okay. So okay. these people are kind of in a desperate situation. Right. They are highly motivated buyers, and you guys are like not that motivated sellers, which is the great place no. to be in. <laughs> Yeah, my real estate agent said that. She's like, you know, it's it's tough with Bobby and I because we there's nothing for us to lose to stay here. You know, we have a great house and a great neighborhood and 
So we said, all right, let's roll the dice. Let's take the highest offer and see what happens. So all we are officially back in a returning review this morning. All the paperwork they said. Oh, so you accepted the offer. It's it's now yes, accepted. We accepted all it's all back into a returning review. So, so there'll be contingencies. There'll be, uh, you know, the the contingency on the home inspection. There'll be the appraisal and all of that stuff. But your fingers are crossed. I don't know how much you want to get into here, but in terms of the profit that you're going to make, I mean, yeah. it sounds like it's going to be major. Well, listen, I don't want to say anything because I don't know if the bosses are listening, and I don't need this to affect a rate. I still need that rate, okay? <laughs> okay, Can we just that's put that fair. Out on the stipulated. And I totally stipulated. I don't want this to affect any bonuses at the end of the year, since St. Guy Benson. <laughs> Excuse me, did you not get your bonus? No, I'm saying, I just don't want you to think, ah, she doesn't need it next year. <laughs> yeah, she's, she just got her bonus from her house. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I, I should make a note of that, but go on. Um, yeah, it will, it'll, it'll be good. You know, we will definitely have made our money off, you know, off this house. If it works, like I said, we thought this was set in stone last time. Those buyers were desperate to get in here. And all of a sudden over like ten fifteen thousand $15,000, they just hightail it out of here. So That's we so don't strange. know, but I'm going to tell you this. My psychic said we're selling and she Ugh, said she nope. saw us moving in April. So that's where yeah, I'm going. The, no, the, ignore the psychic. The psychic didn't realize that you were just about to get COVID and go to the hospital with migraines or whatever it was. So Maybe she didn't want to scare me. I was thinking about this. No. I also wanted to let you know we could talk about this next week at some point, but I am in touch with a celebrity medium. Stop. Yeah, I am. Stop it. The, no, only, the only creature you need to talk to who's dead is carousel the pony and apologize for the murder. That's it. You can talk through this stupid person to the pony and don't give this person another cent of your money. Well, um, so are you saying you're not interested in bringing this person on the show? Celebrity. 100% not. Celebrity. I don't care. I do not care. Is it the Long Island medium? I'm not going to say a word because I don't want, you know, this person to get a bad press of any sort. I have not gotten my reading yet. <laughs> I just I am astounded at the things Bobby like you are know. so you Bobby. are so careful with your money in some ways and then you will go out and waste it on this crap. I don't understand it. I really don't. I just realized honestly my and I'm not making this up. My husband has no clue about this. So Well, oh, he gosh. does now. Maybe we should I don't know. Can we dump this? <laughs> no, we not. You've already said it. Bobby, you need to put an end to the madness. The psychics didn't catch the hospitalization that was coming. I would just different. say, get your due diligence. No, you're not going to talk to dead relatives or even dead yes. pets. No, it's not going to happen. You don't think it's not going to. Oh, hang on. Hang on, Christine. Christine, hang on. Hang on. I'm getting. Ooh, I'm getting a reading. Oh, I'm getting. Oh, I'm, whoa, hang on. I have a message from a deceased relative of yours to whom you were very close. The relative says, don't be an idiot, Christine. Stop wasting your money. There you go. There's your medium, your celebrity medium, yours truly. Are you satisfied? No. Well, I think, I think you should be. Let's just focus on getting your house sold. 
and getting into this apartment, because the apartment people must think you're kind of crazy at this point, because you've been threatening to move in for months. Yeah, we might have to find a whole different apartment. These people are just fed up with us. So, yeah, that's going to be another interesting saga. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully it all works out okay. And when will you know? Like, when will you have actual finalized assurances that the whole thing is not going to fall apart this time? A matter of days? A matter of weeks? I mean... Your guess is as good as mine. We're hoping right. a week or two we'll know everything. I mean, All if right. I could get in touch with somebody that may know what's happening in my future, then I could give you more answers. Yeah, and the thing is, you can't predict the future, and people who claim that they can are full of it. The only thing I can predict is that the Guy Benson Show will be back here tomorrow between 3 and 6 p.m. Eastern Time, as it is every weekday. We will talk to you then for the Friday edition. Until then, have a great night. Don't waste your money. And we'll get an update from Christine soon on her house situation. Thank you for listening. Talk to you then. Home stretch on the Guy Benson Show on this Friday. We're almost there together. Thank you for listening. GuyBensonShow.com for the free podcast. Well, we mentioned it right before the break. There is an anniversary this weekend for the newest member of our team and his girlfriend. Dan, what is this, one year together? One year together. One happy year. Very exciting. And what did you have in store? So we had this this trip planned up to uh, Providence, Rhode Island, where I went to college, and we both love it there. We have friends there and some family there. And I got us, you know, an Airbnb and reservation to a nice dinner and all this. And then the one day on our anniversary, we find out it's supposed to get dumped on with snow. And even Providence is supposed to be like the worst of it, too. They said like 25 to 35 inches. Whoa. And so now it's, uh, you know, not going to happen. So it's off. Like Airbnb gone. You're not going to drive up there. No. yeah, it's off because it started. It started snowing already here, and uh, just to be safe, my car is not very good in the snow, <laughs> so it's like a two and a half hour drive up there, anyways. Um, so we rescheduled it for another time. But um, was this a both of you call? Like you're in full agreement, or is there sort of like one of you still pushing to go? Um, she was actually still pushing to go, and kind of still was the last second. So I was kind of the decider on it, which I feel bad about because she was really bummed out. And she was like, well, we can make it and we could do it. I'm like, I, I don't really think it's not smart to go up there and we'll get like snowed in. And I wouldn't be back for Monday and all this, you know. So I was being um, kind of the uh, one who was on the side we shouldn't go. Yeah, I mean, it seems probably like the prudent course of action to take a rain check or a snow check on this particular trip. So what's the backup plan? Because you go from something that you were both really pumped about to sort of like maybe stuck in the apartment? Right. So my gift really for the one-year anniversary was this trip away and dinner and all these things. So I have like nothing really to like give her to unwrap oh, really. No. Oh, I no. know. So, so I feel like I don't know what to do now. Um, but yeah, we'll probably just be stuck in the apartment watching movies and uh, I'll cook something for dinner. I like doing that, some wine, and uh, that'll be about it. But I think if as long as we're together, it'll be fine. Now, I'm going to bring in producer Christine here for some advice. And, Dan, when you listen to the advice, you should probably just do the opposite (laughs) of whatever she's about to say. And, Christine, I'm going to limit this. What do you recommend for Dan? And please do not for the seventh time mention 
him proposing and buying a ring. We know that's your position on this. That is duly noted, but let's just say that prospect is maybe in the future, not happening imminently. What is your suggestion for how Dan could make it up to his girlfriend, given that their anniversary plan has basically fallen through? Well, here's the thing. They're, it's so new. So what, you're a year in, it's all fun and games, it's all sweet, lovey-dovey, until one of them tells the other one they can't go see a medium. And then you've got some problems in the relationship <laughs> department. But in all seriousness, I'm actually glad, Dan, that you're not spending money on the Airbnb because maybe we can now upgrade the ring a little bit. Wow. Every time you guys cancel wow. something, there it is. we can just add, you know, here's some better clarity. You know, you, you know that about rings, right? Maybe we can go from, you know, gold to platinum. Like, we, we can work this out. So I'm okay with this whole entire weekend being scrapped. She will be okay with it in the end. Don't you worry. Well, I have her friend sending me messages with ring suggestions constantly. So I have that going for me. So at least I know kind of what she would want. Right. We'll take those suggestions, but then we're going to get rid of the friend because I'm going to help you. Don't <laughs> okay. worry about it. Uh, so, so I love this. We ask Christine for some advice. And the only thing I say is let's not bring up the ring. And Christine comes out of the gate with a story about herself and then pivots immediately to the ring. So that's helpful. Christine, I'm getting some context clues there that maybe Bobby heard the home stretch yesterday and has forbidden you from wasting hundreds of dollars on a medium to talk to Carousel, the murdered pony. Ding, 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 ding. Guy's right again. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't my uh, smartest move yesterday. You know, sometimes I really should learn less is more. Maybe I don't need to tell you and the audience everything because, uh, I mean, Bobby... That, he was right. when, you, when you have a secret, airing it on national radio is a good way for it not to be a secret anymore. That's a pro tip. Yeah, I've done this before. I think you the have. last time was when I when we were trying to sell the house without him, right? Yes, but we, the problem is he eventually, he eventually caves. This is the thing with Bobby. He puts his foot mm -hmm. down with you initially, and then you wear him down and he gives up. So I, you know, I'm getting, oh, hang on, I'm getting a reading. I'm getting a reading. I envision hundreds of dollars being wasted in a matter of weeks, maybe months, by Christine with someone who's going to tell her that she can talk to dead people. I think it's still going to happen because Bobby's instinct is right, and then he folds like a cheap chair. He does. He does fold. Um, I just I can break him down. That's, that's the good thing about Bobby. Uh, here's the thing. He's actually not even upset more. He's more upset... He thinks that this is going to, like, mentally, you know, break me down. And then I'm going to be, like, boo-hooing that, you know, whatever this person says. Well, no, He's then you'll get, it, you'll get addicted to it. You'll, you'll get addicted to it. Then you have to keep going back. It's like, oh, for this upgrade, you can have this conversation with a dead person. Oh, the dead person has more to say. Come give us more of your money. Like, this is how the racket works. And so I think it's best to avoid all of it because it – it will mess with your head, but that's the point. The point is to mess with your head to the point that you keep spending money. Well, I also had a good idea. What if I brought Dan with me and we get a reading for him and we find out when he's actually going to propose and get married? Okay, moving on, because we were talking about the snowstorm from the cold to the cool. Christine, you had a flop at the house last night. You tried. It didn't work. Boy, did that not work. Uh, 
tried to watch Cool Runnings, one of the greatest movies with Miss Megan. Well, let's, let's, I mean, let's just tap the brakes. It is not one of the greatest <laughs> movies. It is sort of a 90s Disney classic that seems relevant because of the Jamaican bobsled team being back in the news and the Winter Olympics and all of that. It is a good, fun movie of a certain era that I think has sentimental value and entertainment value. It is not an all-time great. But, yes, we were appreciating Cool Runnings on the show yesterday. You decided to show Megan, your 8-year-old, Cool Runnings for the first time. And it was, what, two thumbs down? Oh, yeah. No, she wasn't interested. She tried. Why? It's so she good. She tried. Nope. She, she, it didn't keep her interest. And now, remember, she is somebody, she really enjoys movies. I mean, we watched Clue, the movie from the 80s, oh, it's twice fabulous. last weekend. Yes, yeah, she just, she tried maybe halfway through. She said, Mommy, I really don't like this movie. And I also tried, you know, like, I was like, man, it wasn't that funny, that line. You know, I try to keep her involved in the movie sometimes when I know she is not all there. Maybe she hates sports. She like, does, actually. Like the drama of <laughs> sports a, just does nothing for her. Like a person. No, no. I, I, speaking of, I, I want her to do a sport, and she won't. And so I tried to get her to sign up for spring track at her school, and she cannot possibly understand for the life of her why someone would just want to run. For no reason. You know what? You might need to introduce her to Mighty Ducks, and if she can't even enjoy Mighty Ducks, I think we've found the problem. It'd be a sports <laughs> problem because Mighty Ducks is is I so would say good. a classic. Is a classic. So good. And even D two, honestly, is good. Right with Iceland. I think Iceland was the bad guy in that one. Ziguli, like just a great franchise. Maybe try Mighty Ducks with her. And if she can't get her into that and, like, you know, Emilio Estevez and the whole thing, then it's probably just, you know, sports movies are just never going to do it for her. You know what? I did try uh, Ladybugs, remember, with Rodney Dangerfield? She didn't like that either. Was mm. not into it. And that was about soccer. So, no, she, te- she tells anybody that will listen to her. She's not a sports person. She doesn't do sports. She doesn't mm. get it. Yeah. That's a sh- I feel like, you know. Bobby is a huge sports fan. I feel like he's just taking L after L in the household right now. Yeah, I mean, this was his lot in life, though, as he always says. Um, He's surrounded by three girls, Megan, Rosie, and Cookie. Rosie being the dog, just for clarity there for the audience. We don't talk about Rosie very much because I sometimes worry about Rosie's well-being. And sometimes on our planning calls, if we're on – Sort of FaceTime, I will ask for a proof of life for Rosie, given what Christine, of course, did to her pony. Uh, all right, finally, crucial question here on Cool Runnings. Megan did not like it. Christine was trying her best to get Megan into it, just was not working. Megan was distracted and fidgety and wanted to leave. Quiet, Wyatt, we gave you an assignment to watch Cool Runnings. I didn't give you a deadline for the assignment, but did you happen to use any of your spare time last night to watch that film? I did not, but maybe I'll watch this weekend. Um, I, 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 but I'm like Megan. I'm really just not a not a sports person, so but I'll it's have not to, like, really, really a sports movie. Like it's, of course, it's like around sports, sort of, but it's a comedy in its own way. I would like your book report on the home stretch on Monday for Cool Runnings. Copy that. Okay, <laughs> it's the dumbest assignment you've ever been given. But I think you'll thank me. Or maybe not. Maybe you'll just hate it. You and Megan can 
go on Rotten Tomatoes and just crush Cool Runnings with biting, vicious, negative reviews. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's fantastic. And indeed, the movie came out in 1993, so I would have been eight, and you would have been what, like negative eight or something? Oh Wyatt? God, <laughs> that sounds about right. Yep. What year were you born? 2000. Yeah. Oh my okay. god. So you were you were the better part of a decade away from existing when Cool Runnings burst onto the scene. I think my prediction is you will like it, but I could be wrong. Well, stay warm, everyone. It's going to be cold all over the East Coast this weekend, and some places getting absolutely hammered with snow. So stay safe, stay warm, stay sane. Back here Monday for the Guy Benson Show. And, Dan, happy anniversary. Good luck with all that. Thank you. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Talk to you Monday. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to FoxNewsPodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.